Hey everyone, welcome to Experience Ministries Discipleship Podcast. I'm Dave Smuin, your host, and I'm excited to share biblical principles to help us live our faith and glorify the Lord Jesus. This is episode 17, and today we're finishing our series on Colossians chapter 3. We will be looking at verses 20 through 25, and our topic is obeying from the heart. Colossians 3, 20 through 25 in the World English Bible says this, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, don't provoke your children so that they won't be discouraged. Servants. Obey in all things those who are your masters according to the flesh, not just when they are looking as men-pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will receive again for the wrong that he has done, and there is no partiality. There are three things I want to point out in these verses. First is this, it's obey, right? I mean, that stood out. The word obey stood out in that passage, at least it did to me. The Greek word here is Strong's number 5219. The AMG's Greek Dictionary says it means to listen to something, to hearken with stillness or attention as a doorkeeper would in order to answer, to yield to a superior command or force, to obey on in authority, to obey God, to obey one's passions, thus becoming enslaved to them. Now, Romans 6.16 is an example of becoming enslaved to our passions again. So you might want to go and check that verse out. I love that verse. It's, uh, yeah, it's a stern warning for us. Colossians 3.20 gives children the instruction to obey their parents. In other words, they should yield to a superior force or authority. Because if you don't, (laughs) no, I'm just kidding, really. Have you ever considered why children should obey their parents? I want to give you three reasons, and these are really quite practical reasons. So the first one is simply this. Parents love their children and want what's best for them. I mean, really, What parent doesn't want what's best for their child? If you're a parent and you don't want what's best for your child, there's a big problem, right? Because parents love their children and they want what's best for them. So that one's kind of an an obvious one. Second one is this. There is a blessing and promise connected to children being obedient to their parents. Ephesians 6, 1 through 4 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, 
that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. You fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath, but nurture them in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Parents are given the responsibility to raise their children in the fear and admonition of the Lord, and children are given the responsibility to obey their parents. When this is happening correctly, it brings really a blessing for both the parent and the child. And uh, we see the promise there in the scripture. So that, I think, is a very valid reason why children should obey their parents, because it's a blessing to do so, a blessing to the parents and a blessing to us with a reward. Third thing I want us to see here is that parents have more wisdom, understanding, and experience. In other words, they know things that kids don't yet know or understand. That's kind of obvious. But let me give you a little example. Kids don't always understand why it's important to brush and floss. Most parents, (laughs) most of us, know how important teeth are and how expensive they are to fix. All you got to do is pay for a couple cavities and you realize that brushing and flossing is important. This is a very practical commandment. Sometimes we forget how practical Scripture is. This isn't just a spiritual thing. It's a practical instruction for families. And when it's employed, when these biblical principles are lived out inside the family, it really does bring a blessing in many, many ways, whether it be less cavities or living long on the earth. It brings a blessing when we obey the instructions of the Lord. In Colossians 3.22, slaves are given the instruction to obey their masters. Now, the Greek word for slave can mean slave or servant. These slaves or servants can be voluntary or involuntary. Let me sum up this without going into a whole additional topic. Whenever you are in a position of servitude, voluntary or involuntary, paid or unpaid, obey your masters. This is a biblical principle that holds true until the master puts you in a position of violating God's commands. And then you're to obey the higher authority, which is God. I believe this instruction is all about respecting and obeying authority. And it's really important for us to focus in on that. I know that the tendency would be to focus in on the servant or the slave or the slave being voluntary or involuntary. I mean, we could go down that that, uh, rabbit hole, but not today. That would be our, our normal focus, at least for some people when they read this. But I really think the bigger issue is respecting and obeying authority and the authorities in our life. See, the opposite of obeying authority is rebellion. Listen to what Samuel told King Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 22 and 23. Samuel said, Has Yahweh as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying Yahweh's voice? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen than the fat of rams. 
for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as idolatry and teraphim. Because you have rejected Yahweh's word, he has also rejected you from being king. Consider what Romans 13 verses 1 through 7 say. Let every soul be in subjection to the higher authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those who exist are ordained by God. Therefore he who resists the authority withstands the ordinance of God, and those who withstand will receive to themselves judgment. For rulers are not a terror to the good work, but to the evil. Do you desire to have no fear of authority? Do that which is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is a servant of God to you for good. But if you do that which is evil, be afraid, for he doesn't bear the sword in vain, for he is a servant of God, an avenger for wrath to him who does evil. Therefore you need to be in subjection not only because of the wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this reason, you also pay taxes, for they are servants of God's service, attending continually on this very thing. Therefore, give everyone what you owe. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If customs, then customs. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Each of us should obey those in authority over us. When there is a problem, we should be careful to follow the proper channels to address the situation. Acting in rebellion, undermining, being passive-aggressive, or not giving something our best is not okay in God's eyes. Now, if that's not challenging enough, let me bring up the second thing I want to point out, and it's this. We're told to obey with sincerity of heart in the fear of the Lord and to do all our work unto the Lord, not men. Now, that's challenging. This whole obey thing is hard, but when you take it to the next level, it's not just obey, but obey with sincerity of heart. Listen to Colossians three, twenty-two and 23 again. Servants, obey in all things those who are your masters according to the flesh, not just when they are looking as men-pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God, and whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Now listen to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 5 through 8, which kind of echoes the same thing. It says this, Servants, be obedient to those who are according to the flesh are your masters, with fear and trembling in singleness of your heart as to Christ, not in the way of service only when eyes are on you as men-pleasers, but servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men knowing that whatever good thing each one does, he will receive the same again from the Lord, whether he is bound or free. So here's the thing. Our attitude 
makes a difference. Having a good attitude or doing things with goodwill is pleasing to the Lord. Having a bad attitude, grumbling, complaining, being critical, or acting in rebellion is not pleasing. Think about Jonah. That guy had a bad attitude. Now, think about Joseph. He had a very good attitude when betrayed, through slavery, and even in prison. The lives of these two men went very differently, and one reason was their attitude. Here's the thing. Your attitude reveals your heart, and God is interested in your heart, not just your obedience. So let me ask you, how's your attitude today? The third thing I want us to see in this passage is we're to work and serve unto the Lord. If we're trying to please people, we will be disappointed. If we're doing things out of selfishness, we're going to be disappointed. Our true motivation and the one that brings peace and joy, even in difficult times, should be to serve the Lord. And he will honor that. Jesus will honor our service when we do it with a good attitude. We must look past the things of the world and the things of the flesh and do everything unto the Lord Jesus. Now, it's easy to say that, but it's kind of hard to do, right? I mean, we want to serve unto the Lord and leave the results up to Him and just find joy in the fact that we're serving the Lord. At the same time, we want to balance that with trying to do our best and you know, kind of analyzing how we're doing by the fruit of our labors. And so there is a balance there, but I would strongly encourage us to really focus on serving the Lord because He wants us to. If He's put something on your heart to do, then do it with all your heart. Do it with all your might. Do it, you know, as well as you can. Learn, grow, mature in the process, but serve unto Him not for the reward or for success or for these other motivations that we may have. Our real heart motivation should be always to serve the Lord. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, this is hard stuff. These passages apply to our daily lives. Children must obey their parents every day. Adults get up and go to work, run our homes, our ministries, our businesses, or we go to school. We have to obey and serve with a good attitude. And there are times when we don't want to obey. There are times when we don't understand why we have to do a certain thing. And there are times when we just don't agree. There are times when we want to do things mm, our way rather than the boss's way or something else. Can you think of times in your life when you want to do things your way rather than your boss's way? Can you think of times when you were treated unfairly? What about when we're denied something we really want or we're forced to do hard things? In these situations, we need to check our attitude and serve unto the Lord, not unto the people. Okay, I want to wrap this message up or land the plane, so to speak, by giving you a few things that will help. First, know that God loves you. 
He loves you. He does. He loves you more than a parent loves their child. And if God loves you, then that should help make it a little easier to do the hard things. Second, lean on faith rather than understanding. We need to have faith in God and faith that God loves us, disciplines us for our good, and will use all things for good in our lives. We must be careful about leaning on our own understanding. There are times when we cannot understand the full picture of what God is doing, just like a child can't understand from the parent's perspective. Having faith in God rather than these times and knowing that He loves us really can help us to serve and to do what we need to do with a good attitude. Third, know that God has the big picture in mind. We can easily get stuck in the moment or event and don't see the big picture. Now, maybe I struggle with that from time to time. Well, not maybe. I do struggle with that from time to time. I, I kind of get stuck in the event or the moment, and I have to just take a step back and realize that there's a big picture here, and I probably don't see it. The fourth thing that will help us is when we realize we have a choice. We can choose to endure hardship and obey with a good attitude. For me, knowing that I have that choice and it is my choice really makes it easier for me to make the right choice. Some of you may have a strong will like me, and when you're a strong-willed person and somebody tells you to do something, that's hard. But when I realize that it's my choice, then it does make it easier to submit to do something that I don't want to do with a good attitude. And the final thing that I think probably would be the first, actually, but I saved it for last, it's this. Ask the Holy Spirit. There are times when we need to ask for power. There's times when we need to ask for authority. There's times when we need to ask for gifts. And there are times when we need to ask the Holy Spirit to transform us, to change our hearts, and to help us to obey and to obey with a right heart attitude. Hey, thanks for joining me today. It's a blessing to have you here. If you want to support the podcast, then share it with some friends. Give me a like, a rating, all that kind of stuff. But really, share it with your friends. That would be a blessing, and it would probably bless them as well. So God bless you, and I will see you again next week.